and welcome to Romancing the Game. I'm Jordan Fishburn. I'm Tawny P. Thompson. And I am Sarah Babe. Yay! Okay. (laughs) So uh, just to start off, um, spoiler warning for today's episode. Booey, booey, spoiler alert. Wee-oo, wee-oo, spoiler alert. This podcast will contain spoilers. As is the nature of discussing overarching plots and story, we will be covering various plot beats during this show. There will be spoilers on our character-specific episodes. Uh -uh, This one. The warning has been laid at your feet. Continue at your own peril. So, today we are talking about Dr. Liara Tassoni from the Mass Effect 1 game. Yeah, our Asari scientist. Gotta get that good, good alien love, finally. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've been waiting so long, so long. We're finally here. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, this was actually really, really controversial when Mass Effect came out in 2007. Um, And it was, like, a really, really, really big deal, which, like, like, okay, y'all know. I've never actually gone through and romance Liara. We've had this conversation. But, like, watching uh, her romance... She's so vanilla. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She's super Super vanilla. Oh, my God. (laughs) The most vanilla you can be when you're blueberry blue. Okay. It's literally. (laughs) I mean, the, I, well, and we'll get into this too. It's just, yeah, she's, you ever have everybody like, oh, this, uh, it's got to be an alien. It's got a kinky stuff. And she's like, nope, (laughs) nope, not at all. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Actually, hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, not that way. In fact, <laughs> I'm a virgin. Hmm. Yeah. Oh my god, she's so much of a baby. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> like, and it's it's weird because in her species, the Asari, she is like she's just barely considered an adult at the ripe young age of 106. Yes, yes. 106 years of however they calculate their years i don't want to get into the weird lunar cycle slash soul cycle for mass effect i would assume that there's some kind of like uh universal year at this point like yeah like a metric system year at this point uh i wonder how the how the humans like integrated to that because we all probably didn't exactly (laughs) so i guess for all we know liara could be like 537 like (laughs) Oh, yeah. As Americans, I can see it from yeah. how Mass Effect is set up. But they <laughs> took the American stance of, nah, we like this. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, no, there are eight ounces in a cup because fuck you. <laughs> uh, oh, you like that? How about a quart? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I'm <laughs> so angry about it. <laughs> It's so good. Uh, no, it's let's not. let's let's measure velocity by foot per second. Yeah, let's Who talk about that? yards wow. and feet and mm. inches and centimeters. <laughs> no, I yeah. hate it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I guess do we actually it- before we jump into um, Liara in depth? Do we want to have a general Asari conversation? Well, I was going to take it one quick step back and talk about the writers and 
voice actress. You know, that's a great idea. I agree. (laughs) Uh, So uh, as we've mentioned many, many times before, uh, the lead writer for Mass Effect 1 was Drew Kerpesheen, and the other writers were uh, Luke Christiansen, Chris Leitwell, Mac Walters, and Patrick Weeks. Um, And the voice actress for Dr. Liart Sony was Allie Hillis. Um, she grew up in Sheboygan Falls, Wisconsin, y'all. So no way! Uh, yeah. Uh, I discovered that on her Wikipedia page. Uh, At least she's not from Sheboygan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so she was in Illinois and then Sheboygan Falls and then oh, like North my! North. She was like 13. You know who else she voices? Scout Harding. Yes. Yeah. I was, oh, I was like, I know that's what you're going to say, isn't it? Yeah. That makes so much more sense. The entire time I've been listening to her going, why is her voice so familiar? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's Liara. Um, but yeah, she's done like just a lot of voiceover for video games, which is yeah. good as hell. Um, she's worked on Final Fantasy 13, um, Saints Row. Yeah, Ninja uh, Gaiden. Yeah. yeah, Gears of War. Uh, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, her uh, her career has spanned just a lot of video games um, and some films and television shows. That like it looks like she's been on an episode of almost everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean that's what you know. Yeah, like you gotta gotta get that grind. Right. Um, Hustle. Yeah. So I personally, I love her for Liara. Like her voice is just super, super oh, perfect yeah. for Liara. It just yeah. is really, it, really, really well. Mm-hmm. I do not think I could imagine any other voice actors doing the voice of Liara better. Agreed. Oh, no. It's, it's got a really soothing, serious quality to it. Yeah. That just matches you know i'm i think it was a great job you know by her and i wouldn't be surprised if they did some sort of adjustment to character to match how she played it as well Mm -hmm. you know depending on how the process works on the back end but right um yeah there was one other person who has voiced liara uh and that is um jamie oh god where to go it's written here jamie uh, Marshy, and that was for the Mass Effect Paragon Lost. Um, Which I am not film. familiar with. Neither am I, really, uh, but it was an animated feature film set in the Mass oh, Effect okay. universe during mm-hmm. the events of Mass okay. Effect 2. Um, it was produced uh, okay. by Bioware and Funimation, so I get the feeling that it's probably a little more like anime based. Yeah. Um, and as much as I love anime, I just never got into that one. Uh, yeah, so I couldn't tell you, but there was one other person who has voiced Liara, but I don't know. We're not really Reflect. focusing on animated films mm-hmm. ourselves. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Tell us about the Asari, Jordan. Yeah. So, since this is our first alien, I wanted to dig a little bit deeper into what this alien species is, especially since it lends a lot to her storyline. Um, and what she does as, you know, an individual. Um, so the Asari are native to the planet Thessia. Um, they're a bit of an oddball race in that they're monogendered. Um, in story, they are by and large referred to as females. Um, 
in story, Liara likens that to their materni maternal instincts. Um, so they tend to default in that when talking to species that have genders um, that are not so monolithic. I would definitely say the Asari build is really obviously built out from uh, human a point of view. <laughs> yeah. Female gendered woman. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we can also attest that to how the actual race itself is built. <laughs> um, and there have been theories online about how it's actually similar to all of the races, but it's like a human woman except like tentacle things on their head. <laughs> and, and you know what? You walk into any of the clubs in Mass Effect games and you know who's there? Stripping. Asari. <laughs> yeah, stripping. Yeah. It's yeah. nine times out of ten, it's a sorry woman, female human. Like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, and actually, I a lot of my notes that I took during the uh, watch through yesterday were about the whole monogender thing. And I guess yeah. we can maybe dig into that when we talk about Liara specifically. But like, the way they mate is like, it doesn't necessarily matter where their mate comes from and, and what mm -hmm. species their mate is. They take DNA from that mate and then the Asari person becomes the mother at that mm -hmm. point. Um, and then there was something weird. really interesting about pure bloods, quote unquote, being like yeah. a shameful thing because they don't believe that it adds anything to their race. So I guess they're like mm -hmm. super anti-racist. Uh, uh, so, okay. So the weird thing about this entire thing is the way that the mating works for the Asari people, they're all monogendered. So they're all the same on a base level, sort of like an amoeba. Mm -hmm. It can split a million times, in theory, um, and still just make copies of itself, um, which they had to do as a starting species, working with each other, because they didn't have access to other species in the galaxy, even though they were one of the first races in this particular timeline in Mass Effect to achieve interstellar, interstellar travel and like reach other species to start talking and um, all of that fun mating joining stuff that they're doing. Um, the actual process is more like taking copies of that person's genetic DNA and doesn't even necessarily have to be like a physical thing, which is so weird so with how weird. sexualized they are. <laughs> and it's, it is interesting because Liara in particular describes their mating rituals as otherworldly and out of this yeah. world and life changing and life altering. And, yeah. Besides right. the pleasurable bits, right. <laughs> that it could be a long committed relationship or sort of like ships passing in the night where they meet somebody want to take a copy of their genetic material to have a child. And then that's it. That's the entirety of their relationship because um, partially because the Asari are super long lived. <clears throat> She's 106 and considered like a almost kid. a baby. Yeah. So it's like basically our version of 18. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> like in their time periods, the maiden begins, you know, at puberty for them and they like drive and explore and look for experiences, which is the excuse that the writers use to make them all strippers. 
Um, <laughs> which is just such a weird, like, like, yeah, it's so weird. It's very, very weird. Whoever yeah. came up with that idea and then everyone else was like, yeah, bro, let's go with it. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I don't. Okay. You guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, then the matron stage of life begins at the age of 350. So that's Dang. over 200 years from where Liara is right now. Um, and it's part of like a desire to settle in one area and raise children, basically. So it's a motherly maternal thing. So they have a biological clock. Yes, pretty much. Um, and then the matriarch stage begins at around 700. Um, and like all of this is based off of how frequently they mind meld as well. So if they mind meld more frequently, these ages go down and when they start wanting to do this, which leads to some weird biological things and questions on if it's actually the age of their brain and the experiences that they have there in age and not necessarily their bodies. Mm-hmm. But anyways, <laughs> the matriarchs, um, tend to become active as like counselors and leaders and like they lead people and dispense wisdom and, you know, provide guidance into where they think the Asari should be going to um, in the future, which I mean, we'll kind of talk about this within Liara's plot because mm-hmm. her mother is a matriarch. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. And Liara <laughs> herself is a quote unquote pure blood. So yes. both her mother and her, theoretical father were a sorry mm-hmm. yeah both then, of her parents were yeah, sorry. that just begs other questions of like so wait how do they decide which one of them is i don't know mm-hmm. well it's interesting well, and you're, you're forgetting one of the awesomest parts about the asari they are naturally biotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I did skim over that from the weird biological shit that they got going on. <laughs> right like but because yeah. one of my favorite favorite concepts in Mass Effect is the Asari Commandos. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love like, them. Agreed. They are just badasses. So badass. <laughs> scariest motherfuckers in the galaxy. Yeah, <laughs> and I hate I hate battling them. I hate yeah. battling them. Oh, yeah. It's rough. They're like, yeah. And it's, well, and it's also a really big change from, I mean, it, at least... American military type of ideal where there it, there's just a squad of Asari commandos and they all present as feminine. Mm-hmm. So you've got this badass crew of bitches looking people who are going to just completely and kill you, you with their brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're just going to kill you with their brain. Yeah. yeah. And they can shoot really well too. So have fun. Yeah. I I just think it's so interesting how we end up viewing them because of the way that it's structured in the game. And then that adds layers onto the structures that they have, like the Asari Commandos. It mm-hmm. makes us feel like it's an all-woman squad, but it's literally an all-species squad mm-hmm. yeah. because they only have one gender in the first right. place. So it's us layering things on top of it's putting our own viewpoint onto but also not really because the writers definitely would have had something like that in mind so (laughs) 
Yeah. Theoretically, we're projecting, but also at the same time, not because that's what the writers were going right. for when they did it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, but, there's the line, yeah. Liara says something about the legend of a sorry promiscuity. And I was like, okay, so what? everything we see in all of the strip clubs is a legend. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen it though. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like there. Well, being a stripper does not automatically make you promiscuous. But even the bartenders, like when you talk to the, the um, Asari bartenders are like, oh yeah, I'm just here to like get some. And you're like, okay, then uh, that. Yeah. I feel like that's sort of the problem in how they're portraying stuff. Because when you meet other Asari that are in like their maiden voyage stage, that's what they're presenting. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's how it kind of comes up. I feel like, aren't you able to sleep with another Asari in this game? I'm pretty sure. Um, no. You can in two, three. I thought two. it was at, like, the club thing. On oh, the- no, no. Um, There's the Envoy, I think yeah. they call her. Oh, yeah. Do they I call her the Envoy? You no. Can't- if you if you play your cards right, you can. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Ethan was very excited when he figured that out and told me about it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It was uh, Sharia, right? Yeah. She's I forgot uncle. about that because I have every time I played, I apparently like really suck at picking those options and it never <laughs> works. Is it so. Shiala? Shiala. Shiara. It's an R. R. I'm Googling now. Shaira, Sha- she- Shira. Ah, Shiala is a different person. Okay, okay. Shiala was an acolyte of Benezia. Okay, it's like yeah. I just heard that name somewhere. <laughs> Damn, Da-da-da. there's so many characters. Yes, Shaira is S H A apostrophe I R A, and yeah, you you can you can you can get with her. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. And I know. Um, yeah, there's always this weird type of deal going on with being able to sleep with Asari. Yeah. Like this one, um, and then in future games, uh, you have the ability to sleep with a Justicar, or not a Justicar, the one that kills you if you sleep with her. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, that's in three. Samara? Samara. Samara. No, Samara's. No, that's the. Um, Samara's in two. Yeah. Two. But Samara's like daughter or yes. mother, something, whichever. I'm it's been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Samara's uh, sorry, just a car. Yeah, here it is. Here it is on Shiara. Um, if Commander Shepard expresses disdain at Shaira's gift of words, uh, she will have sex with Shepard before giving the commander the trinket. Oh, See, that's so weird. You have to be disdainful <laughs> before she'll boink you. Like, really? That seems yeah. a little. Um, yeah. See, this is the kind. And I'm of never stuff. rude. My shepherd is never rude. So I am shocked and appalled by this revelation. <laughs> shocked uh, and appalled. Uh, tee hee hee. <laughs> yeah. See, this is the kind of stuff that just pisses me off when I think about the writers because I'm like, I don't know if you know that you're doing this, but you're making sexist choices. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> And the Ardat Yakshi, Ardat Yakshi, are the uh, demon of That's the night winds yeah. in an Asari dialect. 
uh, which have a genetic condition that makes them kill you if they mind meld with you. And you have the ability to sleep with them, and then you die. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, it is. It's Samara's daughter, Marinth. Marinth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's that, right because Samara's on an entire mission to kill her daughter so that yeah. she can stop murdering people. Yeah. Her See, daughter's a serial killer, basically, <laughs> and she's trying to stop her. Here's and my you have the option. You have the option of killing Samara instead and taking Morinth with you. What? Yeah. Why yeah. would you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, know. so cool. Why would I you know. ever? Okay, we'll get into that. <laughs> in, in Mass Effect in, 2. In yeah. Mass Sorry. Effect 2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you kill Samara? She's so right. cool. <laughs> but long story short for the Asari, they're cool as hell. Yeah. Like, holy shit. The race is so interesting, and I wish they would have yeah. made a couple different choices with right. some of the bits. But yeah. it's so in, like this is why I fucking love these games. <laughs> Ethan's telling me right now that he has in fact murdered Samara and kept Morinth with him. Of course he has. Tell him yeah. he's a fucking monster. Sarah says you're a fucking monster. <laughs> he was on an <laughs> evil campaign. Yeah, he doesn't oh. care. Oh, well, he does great. those. He does those evil campaigns that I can't stomach because Mm-mm. if I make anybody feel bad, even if they're a character in a video game, I tried one I feel in KOTOR. Bad. Once did I try in KOTOR and I got like 30 minutes in before I was like, mm, no, I can't, I can't, I can't be. Yeah, I just, yeah, I, uh, what did, what was I just playing? Was it, I might've been, I don't even remember what I was just playing. It might've been Dragon Age 2. Ah. And I'm like, I, I just can't, I, I don't, yeah. I can't be a dick. <laughs> I actually have an easier time being a dick in Dragon Age 2 than any other video game. <laughs> it's only yeah. because you have characters on your team that actively want you to do it sometimes. So oh, you get yeah. those nice little approval points. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I personally, oh, we'll get into this when we get into the Dragon Age 2, but I love pissing off the brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because I'm just so like I played DA two. That's probably next on my list, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, may have restarted a game because I screwed up one of the romances. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And I was like 30 hours in. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I've done up. that, Sarah. I've definitely done. Yeah, that. like I am. I'm just like no. This is not. This is not why I played this playthrough. I need to see what happens when I romance this character. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like for science for this game. I made a sacrifice, or for this podcast, I made a sacrifice. But yeah, no, we all do what we have to do, Sarah. Right? You know, it just—it's a thing. I, I just <laughs> for for our people. Yeah, uh, yes. But yeah, Asari are just super cool. They're super knowledgeable. Like no Asari character that you interact with seems like oh my god, I just yeah. love space. Like mm-hmm. none of them come off as that. But gall darn it, they could have been just None a little of- less sexist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Like, yeah. It just you could have maybe not had all of them be exotic dancers in the bar. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. That's, uh, they all go through their, you know, uh, Jenny the- from Forrest Gump phase. And then... <laughs> was Jenny from Forrest Gump a stripper? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? I just thought she yep. partied hardy. Yeah, I just thought she was a whore. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was a stripper for a while. Huh. Anyhow, that was a weird job. sidebar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to watch Forrest Gump. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, 
<laughs> so the game, we are supposed to do a basic plot overview in oh, yeah. case you guys have never played Mass right. Effect before. What's up? But, There's some alien. Yeah. Oh, but. There's okay. some ancient aliens that are going to fuck tech. up the universe. It's going to fuck up the entire universe. And yep. it is Put on the job. aliens. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, beam is, a vision into your head. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's your job to stop an evil specter by the name of... Saren. Saren. I almost said Nihilus. That's the wrong specter. Uh, Nihilus is cool. Saren is Nihilus bad. Nihilus is dope. Because it's, it's just like Saren gas. Saren gas. Ah, very bad. There we go. Uh, and then, That's how I remember it. Uh, you become the first human specter, and, mm-hmm. and then you save the universe. Theoretically, yeah. assuming you don't fuck everything up. Right. I want to play if a game where I fuck it up. Like, can you fuck it up? It just says know. game over. <laughs> Does it oh, really? I, reload I last save. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's... um. I've definitely done that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've definitely died. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've died on casual. I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, definitely done that. I'm not good at shooters, so... Uh, my favorite was Brad yelling, Are you fighting that monster again? <laughs> yeah how's it going <laughs> not well <laughs> we all have those the the pre-fight like dialogue that just ingrains itself into your brain and you're just hitting the go button like shut up shut up shut up shut up shut up shut up, shut up. i just want to fight you <laughs> oh no this is this is even worse it was just a space worm <laughs> oh those were hard they they're suck. terrible no i forget what they're suck. called now Oh, shit. Space Worm is good enough for me. Space yeah. Worm. Yeah. This is Space yeah. Worm. Uh, Thresher Maw. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hate those fuckers. Fighting that Thresher Maw? Yeah. It just reminds me of uh, freaking... Uh, Dune? I was going to say Dune, but um, Tremors. Beetle. Oh, Tremors. Oh, Tremors is good. <laughs> I was going to say Beetlejuice yeah. and Sandworms, or Beetlejuice, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. Tremors is legit, though. Yeah. You just have to find the proper way to fight it is mm-hmm. the problem. Right. And then well, you kind of have be moving is the only, like, thing that works, and I'm so You have to that. also be moving in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. If it just pops up under you and you're running, Ugh. there's nothing that makes you more angry. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of like romancing Liara. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> the purpose of our podcast. That's right. <laughs> So let's talk about Liara. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Liara is probably one of the most solid characters in the Mass Effect series in general. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she's, you know, she's super smart. She's very put together. And she's just genuinely, well, in Mass Effect 1, she's a genuinely sweet and nice person. She's and she goes through so much development throughout so the So awkward. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. Yeah. So super awkward. And like super shy. Like yes. and what's weird about the first game is that I was playing it and I was like, wow, she's kind of like a wilting flower in yes. this game. Like we'll get into her plot and everything, but she'll like do a mind meld and she'll be like, Oh, I think I need to go to the med bay and lie down. And I'm like, really? Okay. Well, you as Shepard can either be like, suck it the yeah. fuck up, bitch, or you can be like, no, no, let's go see Dr. Chalkwist. <laughs> like, yeah, it's always the same prompts. Yeah. Every see, time. I, I chalked that up to her being a younger Asari. Yeah. And not being accustomed to doing the mind meldy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I also chalked it up to it being the Promethean 
images and how, yeah, Prothean, sorry, Prothean. (laughs) I I, I like that movie. I'll fight you. Um, (laughs) But yeah, yeah, Prothean, the Prothean images and everything coming and being such a absolute mind overload mm-hmm. um as well so I'd, i never really thought of her as a wilting flower i definitely saw her as a and i think she even even says it she's like uh i will take working with my instruments versus talking to people mm-hmm. for sure one of my first like notes is that. damn she an introvert yeah, uh, so. yeah girl is introverted yeah. There's a lot of the, yeah, I'm used to just being out on like a dig site and not having to talk to anybody. Yeah. With people is more my mom's thing. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Like, I mean, they, in her bio, if you look it up on online, you can find it in her bio, she's actually been working these dig sites for 50 years. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah, I've been working. At point, she decided to become uh, an archaeologist, basically, so that she didn't have to do the shit that her mom does. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's her. Wow. Wow. How did you rebel against your mother? I became an archaeologist. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's funny that the way they put it too, because they're talking about her mom and what her mom does, because you're questioning her about Venezia. Her mother um, is named Venezia. Yeah. Um, and her Voiced mother. By the lovely Deanna Troy. Oh, nice. it's a good voice. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, when Rena, I was watching the cut, she cutscene and I was like damn yeah. Marina Sirtis is an adorable woman and she's so tiny and petite and absolutely lovely and I got to shake her hand and it was great <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, for anybody who doesn't know Marina Sirtis is the voice or the actress uh, behind Counselor, Counselor Deanna Troy who later becomes Lieutenant Deanna Troy but anyway that's Star Trek Mass Effect nerd. we're doing this now uh, Mitra yeah super nerd um <laughs> Matriarch Benizia is a very big part of the story because she is uh, Saren's right-hand woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she's basically helping with all of the things. Well, and it's actually that. why you go to find Liara. Yes. Is they learn of Benezia's involvement and in um, her helping Saren. And it's like, oh, well, she has a daughter. You should probably go try to find her daughter because we have no idea where the fuck Benezia is and see if the daughter can help or give you any insight. And I think at that point they also mentioned that Liara is a Prothean scientist. Yes, because yeah. you're, you're going to actually pick her up at one of her dig sites, yeah. uh, which is in the Artemis Tau cluster. Um, Artemis and Tau. you come to fight, like you basically save her ass because she's yeah. been attacked by Geth. Uh, and caught in a prothean trap. <laughs> yeah, well, and she activated an energy field to try and protect the ruins, but got herself caught in it. Mm-hmm. Which actually, Man. I believe, if you choose certain prompts, she thinks that you're fake. She thinks that you are all like a, a vision that she's having. Um, which is really, a, yeah, yeah. I uh, love, I love Liara's character because I could see myself if I were an archaeologist, I would probably accidentally set off the defense mode of whatever I was doing or I mean purposely do it and end up getting stuck myself I feel like that would be what would happen yeah (laughs) but if and if I remember correctly she doesn't believe you're real depending on which which choices you choose which clearly like I sucked it up and she thought I was fake Um, but when you show back up a second time when you show back up a second time she's like oh oh shit y'all are real Fucking help me, please. Uh, Why did you lie to her? I 
don't think I lied to her. I just think I wasn't persuasive enough at that point. Mm-hmm. Like I hadn't done up my charm enough yet. Um, oh, girl. So she just didn't believe me. I put up charm and intimidate before I did any other skills. I yeah. mean, I did that like shortly thereafter, but I believe I went and got her very, very early on in the game when I was. Oh, playing. yeah. Yeah. That'll um, do it. That'll do it. Yeah. Like I always make that my first priority is to just go around and get everyone because I want to be bros. Right. Also, then you get to see their cool reactions to yeah. all the other stuff that you do in the game. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Everybody the like inner. Fun. They don't really have inner party dialogue a lot. Not as much. Like while no. you're wa- wandering around. Mm-hmm. Now it's. I think that was something they did more of starting with Dragon Age Origins. Yeah. Because sure. Brad will watch me play just to hear the conversations between the characters. Oh, they're so it's good. Funny. It's yeah. Good. <laughs> Total sidebar. I've been doing a Zevran playthrough and mm-hmm. I decided to completely change up my party from any grouping that I've ever had before. So I'm mm-hmm. wandering around with Zev and Wynn and um, uh, Sten. And oh my <laughs> God, it's so much fun. Yes, we'll talk about that later, but it's great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, so you go and save her from the Geth. Yes. Um, you kind of go through and do um that entire thing where you bring her on the ship. Um, you talk to her about. Well, first it kind of goes over like introducing her to the team Mm -hmm. and welcoming her there and. (laughs) her being super excited that you have been touched by Prothean technology. Um, this is then, the of course, first point at which I put Ashley as a fucking bitch. Right. Yeah. That's, her that's response, a, I was, like, what the fuck? I was just going to say that. And then this is where Ashley gets to demonstrate that she's a xenophobic biatch. I'm pretty sure this is where Ashley looks at you and she goes, I could ask her about her sex life. She can't lie. So like, what, what the fuck? Girl? So wrong. Yeah. That so was rude. And it was one of those things where like Shepard was like, you know, I don't think she's really good with teasing. And it was like, that didn't come out teasing. That came out bitchy. Really yeah. bitchy. <laughs> that was not teasing. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? It that was like there's a couple odd interactions. And I didn't get as much of the like xenophobic thing as I think you guys did when I did my watch through for the romance for her. But it also was like there wasn't a lot of Ashley content in there that I'm sure was probably just the person didn't talk to Ashley. <laughs> it just seems like Ashley has a really snide comment every single time Liara shows up anywhere. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's just real really rude gross. to her. Yeah, um, and like two female you, characters besides Tali, it's kind of right. odd. <laughs> well, and mind you, the other characters are kind of distrustful of Liara in the first place because she is Benezia's daughter and Benezia is working with Saren. Um, but like Shepard can choose at that point to just be like, no dude, like I trust you. I, like at this point I, I have to put my trust in you or this is not going to fucking work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think um, from there that's when Rex makes the comments about um, being happy to have her biotic capabilities mm-hmm. added in. Um, and she talks a little bit about how she had um, not a lot of problems until this encounter with the Geth in the 50 years that she was doing all of her um, archaeology and dig site on Prothean ruins um, because of her biotic capabilities. Like, she'd be careful, and then when she was put in a situation she couldn't escape, she would blow the shit out of them mm-hmm. <laughs> with her uh, mind energy field, um, <laughs> which is always uh, spectacular. Yeah. 
Um, but I think like Liara's introvertness comes out every single time you talk to her. Like every single time you talk to her, she just seems wildly uncomfortable with even talking to you. And it's a little much, it's a little bit much for me. I don't, I don't love it. It feels like she doesn't want to talk to you. And like my instinct then is to just back off and be like, okay, cool. No problem. Like you do you and I'll come over here and do me. But if you're going to romance her, like you have to like push her. Mm-hmm. I don't love that. And I feel like her romantic overtures come on quickly. Very. There's not a lot of things that you like talk to her about before she starts going on with the, I feel like we have a connection conversation, you know? And it's um, startling if you get her so early on in the game, I feel like. Because I think they might have built it out that way because it's not somebody you get automatically like Caden mm-hmm. and Ashley. So yeah. by the time you get her, you might be near the end. <laughs> There's not a lot more plot items to hit, um, honestly, before you get to Saren, unless mm-hmm. you left a whole load of side missions, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's she's one of the characters that's very easy to accidentally romance. Mm-hmm. Because you're just being nice to her. Right. Yeah, you're being nice and you're getting information for you to use because she's so plot-inducive. Like, she's Mm -hmm. got information on the Protheans. She has information on her mother. And that's mostly what you end up talking about. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. The playthrough that I uh, actually watched for this episode didn't have the three-way love triangle conversation. Same. Actually... It's, it's it's awkward. Okay. So I've seen both of them where it's you have Aiden and you have Ashley. Uh, Ashley. Ashley's like, you need to choose. All right, whatever. I'm not in with that alien stuff. Um, and she's just real rude about it. Oh, and whereas, Kate, whereas Kaden is more like, I have feelings. You need to choose. And it's... <sighs> well, and, so what was weird is... And maybe because I've never actually romanced Liara, but like the scene that I got on the the playthrough that I was watching yesterday, it was just Liara and she pulls you aside. Um, and the scene that I watched, she was like, hey, it seems like you might have some feelings for Caden. And I just wanted to check in on that and make sure like... Well, there is, there is also that conversation. Okay. So that, you have a that, is, conversation that is a completely separate... That is a... Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Fucking you weird. Do. So yeah, theoretically, it, you could have all three of those scenes? Yes. That's so fucked. Yes. Not Why? all three because I don't know. you're no, romantic you can have all three. one character. You can have I all three. I had all three. I lied. Well, you, should, you shouldn't be able to have it with Ashley in the same playthrough. No, no, no. When I say all three, I mean you would get the scene with Liara, the scene with Caden, and then the scene with Liara and Caden. Oh. Yeah. So you get, you get the scene with Ashley... Yeah. The scene with, okay, scene with human, scene with Asari. Yeah. <laughs> scene, <thank you>. Yeah. <laughs> so, scene with both. So, you have both hmm. of those conversations. You're like, no, baby, I like you. And you're yeah, like, guess, no, baby, I like you. I guess the playthrough I watched yesterday, they must have just not flirted with Caden hard enough because, like, you, right. she had a conversation with Liara and was just like, yo, what's up? Uh, like, what's up like do you have feelings for Caden because I feel like he wouldn't be okay with stuff and then then you have a conversation with Caden separately and I was like and he's kind of into it yeah in that conversation yeah (laughs) it was weird I'm I'm a little I don't remember if because I know 
when you have the conversation with the two of them where it's Ashley and Liara, if you make the, hey, how about all three of us, um, you know, Ashley's like, deuces, I don't do aliens. And Liara's like, okay. Mm -hmm. I don't remember if Liara's like, okay, if you do that with Caden. I remember from Caden's playthrough, because mm-hmm. um, I He's did, like, when more... I played, I, I saved, and then I had that conversation, and mm-hmm. I, I did the, oh, yeah, why don't we have a threesome? And Liara is totally like, oh, yeah, okay, if, if, if you're both okay with that, like, yeah, okay. Um, but Caden's, and Caden's like, more like, no, I'm a one-person kind of guy. And yeah. then he breaks the entire relationship off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is why I had to reload and go back. And- <laughs> right, because I because I don't remember if Liara's okay with it, and it's like yeah. I'm glad you chose me. Yeah, in the in the Caden playthrough, I'm pretty positive that I don't remember. Yeah, and it's interesting because Liara feels bad for the other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no matter the situation, like she's happy that you chose her, but she feels bad for the other person that like. It well, and Caden does the same with. thing, too. Like, Caden also is like, I was just worried about Liara's feelings more than anything, like, if you were leading oh, her on or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, like, he says it. He's like, I was worried about Liara's feelings. And right. none of us care enough to find out what Ashley said. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Oh, I feel so bad, but it's like, so true. Uh, it, it, she could have been such a good character, but no. Yeah, no. Her xenophobic. Yeah. yeah. Nope. I literally, so there are five points in my notes on Liara's playthrough where I put variations of Ashley is a bitch. (laughs) Ashley is a bitch. And oh my God, Ashley's a bitch. It just depends on how many eyes I put into the word. Right, right. Which is, which is sad because you shouldn't have to have that kind of like oh you're God, playing romancing Liara. So mean to Liara. She is. She, yeah, she's genuinely so mean. To Liara, I, it's ridiculous. I feel ridiculous. like it's exacerbated by the fact that she potentially could be a traitor on mm-hmm. top of the xenophobia that she already has. Like, because she already does that entire thing where she doesn't trust other alien species because they're not human and they might betray them or give right. them up for their own species. But this one, she's like, oh, she's related to somebody. And mm-hmm. Remembering like her character episode, she has very close, tight ties with her family. Yeah. So like she can't compute that Liara would be like, "Well, my mom does that, but fuck not her. me." <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's not much of a. I I also find it. A, it's also, and I think this comes from a male writing team, and not a person, and not. <laughs> Yeah, you don't even know what I'm gonna say yet. I, I, I feel like I do. I, feel, I think you do. Mm-hmm. Why is it always gotta be girls fighting girls? Yep. yep. Like I'm actually really? taking a seminar on that in two weeks for work about like how the ways in which women tear down other women and right. how we can not do that. Yeah. Right. Like why 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 is it gotta be like I mean granted, technically Liara's not female, just feminine presenting. Mm-hmm. But for real, like, yeah. Ashley, why got tear down other ladies? Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Especially, and especially when Shep is Fem Shep. When you're yeah. Fem Shep, it's not even like Ashley has en- interest in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, there's no, the like... It, there's yeah. not, like, a jealousy factor here. It's just Ashley being a giant douche. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not like... It's not like her and Liara are up for the same job. Right. They literally are 
polar opposites. Yeah. She's a soldier. Liara likes playing with rocks. Like, it's just like... <laughs> well, and oddly enough, like, I think part of that is male writers can't make themselves write men having problem with women because then the men, the man in that scenario becomes sexist or something like that. Shop, in which case, apparently being sexist is hot. I don't... Yeah, I, <sighs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I feel I know, like they problems. overcreact overcorrect and always make women fight each other when it comes to fiction which is really annoying because in my life experience like I've dealt with some women that there's assholes everywhere and sometimes people just like to tear other people down but the vast majority of my experience is women pulling each other up even like if it's somebody you don't necessarily like, if it's a chance to like help another woman get mm-hmm. to somewhere that she's trying to go, as long as she's not like actively spitting on you, right? <laughs> it's normally like, right. yeah, but uh, we've all been there too, though, haven't we? Like, like I, I'm, I'm definitely a person who I, it is very just as a woman, it's difficult for me to keep and make female friends. Um, Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I don't like to fight with them when I have them. Right. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, I have fought with some girls, <laughs> but it's nothing compared to shoving an ex-boyfriend through a garage door. Like, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just it. Yeah, well, and I think it it also goes to like fulfill this um, stereotype that Liara has on humans. Mm-hmm. She has a moment where she says that humanity is a bully. Yeah, and that she thinks you, Shepard, can change that yep. with your actions. Um, and I found that interesting because I wonder if maybe you don't get that conversation if you choose certain dialogue options because you can be a bully to Liara and still mm-hmm. hit on her. Um, but like it, it, Ashley absolutely fulfills that that stereotype for Liara, right? And. Hopefully, if you play femme Shep in ways, or Shep, sorry, I guess it could be male Shep. Uh, If you play Shep in ways that prove that stereotype wrong, you're a a force for good within humanity. Mm -hmm. Right. And it just, I I always, when I encounter that particular line, it always reminds me of international views of the United States. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it kind of also makes me sad that, in a futuristic society, all of humanity takes on that that it's, particular characteristic. And yeah. it, it it makes me sad. Well, and Jordan, you've mentioned this before, like you feel like they created humanity as almost a facsimile for how the United States is now. Yeah. So I, I think that that's... You know, I feel like in this universe, we kind of view a lot of this from an American standpoint, because first of all, we're American, BioWare is an American company. And we're looking at it probably from the viewpoint that this country overspends so much on their military. Yeah. Let's talk about the F-35. Oh, yeah. <laughs> million dollars for, never mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's like we <laughs> overspend on it. So it's hard for the U.S. and like citizens of the U.S. to consider other countries as the forefront in any yeah. expansion, despite yeah. the fact that... Yeah, let's throw more that, money at the Pentagon in the yeah. CARES Act. Great no idea. Shit. Thanks. I know. And it's like, there is so many other countries, though, that have made leaps and bounds in 
science and space travel and exiting our orbit and all of that stuff that's like thrown away from this viewpoint. And I don't like it because I like other people getting credit for the things that they've done. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> and right. other countries don't have this mindset like we do. We're very individualistic. If it serves our purposes, then that's the right way to do it instead of thinking of the community or yeah. our globe. It's very, well, it's fine for me. So that's all I'm going to worry about. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, real preach. tired of it. Yeah. Preach. <laughs> yeah. And it's like they're expanding an international conversation that we're having on our own globe mm -hmm. <laughs> into right. a futuristic society where we're global. Where like, we won. Beyond. <laughs> we're beyond our solar system. Yeah. Like we're yeah. everywhere. So it gets to the point where I'm like, oh my gosh, please. Like, yeah. look it's a little all these other ways. Yeah. And then, you know, and that's interesting too, like the way they have written Caden to not think that the humans should be um, on the council yet. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Caden is also Canadian. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. I'm like, he's also Canadian, which means he's nice. Unlike, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I'm Even, not going to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, they, I mean, Canada also has problems, but. Uh, yeah. Those regardless. geese. <laughs> Fucking geese. God damn. Really mean. I hate them. <laughs> damn geese. I'll uh, walk up to one and they'll hiss at me and I'm like, shut up. I'm bigger than you. Oh God. Um, <laughs> All right. Anyway. Back to anyhow, Mass Effect. Humanity is a bully. Liara, it, it definitely like. Uh, sees it that way and and ashley does not help with that like she well, and, fulfills that point <laughs> and the fact that liara has been away on dig sites for the last 50 years and yeah. still and has it on point that humanity is just a bunch of bullies <laughs> yeah like, like, the we've been part of the universal community for like 26 years yeah, yeah. What like, the fuck is up with that? I like, noticed that shit. Like, I noticed that. We were literally talking about how she goes away from society <laughs> to dig in the fucking ground. I don't know anybody that ignores, like, political shit here that just stops talking to people that knows what's happening internationally or has opinions on anything because they aren't paying attention. Uh, I but, know some people who have some opinions, but they're not very well informed. But like well, They don't pay attention is what I'm saying. I just, they wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. But she's like the fact that she has been on a, on digs yeah. for that long and still knows that. I mean, I'm assuming she's that, still that like NPR and BBC. Right. Yeah. yeah, like whatever the space NASA, NPR and space Matt, yeah. I mean, there is there is the intergalactic network or whatever it is. Yeah. I forget what they call it. But like, uh, just damn, like somebody who's been away from society for a while is still like, girl, you need to work on not being a bully, okay? Right. right. Like, yeah. you got to change your entire race and species. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't help that I completely 100% agree with Caden to the yeah. fact that the humans are not able to sit on the council. And I think it's BS <clears throat> that they're pushing to do that after yeah. being in space for 30 years. Well, and then that, 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 that just proves everyone right yeah, there. Gina like, is such a twat. Um, and regardless, be, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, even though I killed the council at the end of the game. Oh, my God. Know, I whatever. can't believe you did that. Oh. <laughs> um, with how frustrating they are, I kind of oh yeah. I mean, uh. I was like, which probably which feeds into the yeah uh, yeah. Uh, 
But Liara's you, awesome. You fed into the. You fed I into it. I did. I did. I fed into the hype. I gave into my hate. It was a dark side <laughs> moment. I made the bad guy accidentally shoot himself in the head. God, I. God, I, you're I, such a renegade, Sarah. I had to, so hard. I had to stop the game. I had to go, Brad. I need to talk about this. <laughs> like it's dramatizing. That's yeah. so accurate. Yeah, Laura, Liara is such a great character, yeah. though. Um, um, and yeah, regardless. Yeah, so, like, after you've got her, you chat with her, and then you eventually go and do the thing with her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of what choices you make, Matriarch Benezia does die. Yeah. yeah. Um, Girl's gonna bite it hard. Can we and- talk about her outfit before we go into like? <laughs> because never have I seen so somebody so clothed. However, having so much of their tits out. Yeah, it's very, I'm looking up a picture now because I just need to double check. It's like a full coverage, long leather dress. Yeah, and she's got, it's It's really high up on the neck. It's It's not even a peekaboo though, it's like a tent She has a hat. She has a hat that covers almost most of her face except for the main features. And then it's just like an arch and then boobs as far down as they can literally get it to go without showing her space nipples. You know, (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm okay with it. It's so many boobs, though. Like, I would wear it. Yeah, but it's like down almost like nipple. Like, yeah, it is hard enough. I don't know. She's gonna have a nipple. No, no, no. She's using her biotic power to keep everything uh, in. No, 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 no. No, it's just like the women who are very well endowed at Ren Fair. Everything's gonna stay where it is. It's all good. I don't know about that. It's all good. Being a smaller chested lady, I don't have that experience yet. I yeah. don't have that experience. <laughs> she has to be using her biotic powers yes. to be keeping everything where it needs to be. Or you know, I think that I think it's like buckled. I don't know. No, like mm-mm, mm-mm. oh my god! You I'm looking at this picture. You can see the veins of her boobs. What I know. the hell? She's like she's like a single sneeze away from a nip slip. <laughs> Dude, I would say just like one stumble, full boob out. Like for real, real. What? That's why I needed to bring it up because it just, I could not stop thinking about it when I was watching this portion. I was like, I would spill. There's no way to not spill. You know, I didn't even. There's no mid support. There's no mid support. There's no way that her boobs would be safe. There's got to be some really serious boning in the, um. (laughs) <laughs> whale, no, like whale boning, whale boning within the crazy. Because that the dress different... doesn't go in. The dress That's doesn't true. go in here. I know podcast listeners can't really see this. The dress doesn't go in here, but they're fully separated. It's just not realistic. <laughs> Gotta keep them separated. Um, yes. Well, it's space. It is. Ah, gravity your, your is different. Your feet are um, touching the ground, okay? Also, maybe Asari boobs are stiffer. Like that, they're just maybe like that. they're cartilage. Oh, we can we can that sounds blame it on the species. Yeah, <laughs> no, but wait, you know what? No, we know they're not stiff because of all of the strippers. Yeah, I'm sorry, exotic uh, dancers. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Yep. Yeah, I know. Fair point. Why did now? I now I can't stop thinking. Maybe about Maybe because maybe they're just like unconditionally perky. Yeah, they're just like very perky, like permanent, like. 
I still don't believe the separation that they have, but I will allow at least for perkiness. Dick on boob cups. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, that's a mom. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, regardless of what you do, she dies. Um, but you come to find out that she's been kind of mind controlled by Sarah. And it, it's and it's it's kind of sad. It's very sad. <clears throat> I, I might have cried. I did think it was very sad. Um, but the way they sort of did it felt anticlimactic. And maybe it's mm-hmm. just from like the game time period. It was the very first, you know, one like this. Mm-hmm. Um, that. It felt like really wooden and, but the actual content was really sad. Mm-hmm. Like really well, sad. I think what helps m- make it feel very wooden is you don't get a real emotional response out of Liara. Yeah. Oh, that's like, true. She's not that's like, true. holy crap, my mom just died. She's like, well, my mom was different than me and now she's, she's dead gone. now. Well, and I wonder you don't, how much you don't need was- to come for me. I'm fine. Yeah. Well, I wonder how much of that like, was like, she's not close with her mom, so we're just going to act like she gave no fucks, uh, yeah. which is right, a little much. I just... That goes I too far. Like, no just, matter what, you tend to have like somewhat There's some feelings there regardless. Usually. Right, like, even if it's somebody that you don't like, or yeah. like, even if it's somebody that you just kind of know, you have some sort of reaction to death. And I would right. imagine it's especially for Asari. They're such a long-lived race that I feel like death is a thing. thing right. Like a them. big thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I had a great uncle who was racist straight up. But I still cried when he died because it was sad. Right. Yeah. And yeah. this is, I mean, this, Liara is 106. She's known her mother for 106 years. That's a very right. fracking long time. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it so. just, I just, I don't. And granted, we're putting human emotion onto right, it. Right, right. So it, it could be completely different, but I just... But also it just, it's written by humans. Right. Oh, yeah. I just, yeah. I don't... And it, I think it just kind of missed the beat Yeah. Yeah. on that and to make it even even bigger, like, yeah. development for the, her character. Yeah. And I don't think she just doesn't fucking mention it for the rest of the game. So, right. Because yeah, yeah, basically whatever. the scene where you meet her mother, she comments on the fact that you brought her daughter, like immediately mm-hmm. yeah like, did you think that anything would change because you brought liara and you're kind of like well no, no she wanted to come because and you're her mom yeah <laughs> and then she's like well you know i'm still gonna kill you guys and then you go you're gonna kill your daughter <laughs> right you she's know? like yes and you're like well okay i mean and once well, you finally stop you <laughs> the, yeah once you do the first like "Quote unquote beating of her, mm-hmm. um, and those goddamn sorry commandos. Oh. Um, <laughs> you, I love them and I hate them yeah. so much. You're the best and the worst at the same time. <laughs> I have um, died on that fight multiple times. Yeah, it's funny because in the playthrough that I watched, they had part of the like actual fight scene and normally in these types of playthroughs they just cut all that shit Mm -hmm. out right because i feel like the person was so frustrated with the fight yeah they kept it because nothing (laughs) happens in the fight they like killed maybe two asari commandos and they were like hiding most of the time (laughs) jordan i think we must have watched the same one (laughs) yeah okay yeah Yeah. because it was it was funny yeah it was i was laughing i was like Nobody ever does this. No. I kind of have an idea probably why you're doing yep. it. Pride. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you, I did it. 
You do get the the sweet moment at the end, though, where she does break out of the programming and tells mm-hmm. you more about the plot type of shit, right. which is great. Because I love when, like, character arcs involve plot. It just mm-hmm. makes it more investing, I feel like. Mm-hmm. She, it's, like, a really weird... I think what weirded me out the most about it is her mother cared so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Liara didn't. I think yeah. that might have been what did it. Because she partition, partitioned part of her mind so that it could cleanse itself or escape the indoctrination of the mind control brainwashing that Saren was doing. And started speaking out with that. And was very honest. She was like, you can be like you're going to attack me again. She's like, yeah, as soon as this wears off, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to be attacking you again. Yeah, like, right. this is how brainwashing works, especially, <laughs> like, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you know, she tells you the information the entire time inside. I'm going, why are you talking about all this bullshit? Give us the information that's important first. Yeah. <laughs> but timing and plot and feelings. But, yeah. um then, you know, it does, like, another little fight and then fully the death scene mm-hmm. um, where she says, you know, just let me die because the brainwashing's going to come back. I'm never going to be the same again. Mm-hmm. I can't promise that it's not going to pop up again. Well, and if you try to talk to Liara once you get back to the Normandy, she kind of discourages you from even bringing up her mother. Yeah, yeah. she's like, don't, um, don't talk about it. Like, I mean, I'm kind of, like, I'm legit, like, tearing up just thinking about it right now. But, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's just like, it's like, no. Yeah. Well, and Shepard can kind of push her on it. um, And she really doesn't say much. She's just like, I'm glad that she fought against Saren there at the end. And I'm going to remember her that way. And you're like, okay. Okay. Apparently you just more indifferent. Okay. It was like she, her mother had already died long time ago. Like that's it. Like like, her mother told her at the end that she was proud of her. And then when it comes to her talking about her mother, she acts like she died probably when she went off to do her digging and her, yeah. her work. That's when she pretended that her mother died, basically. I feel like that's not a very um, – that's not the choice that I think I would make if I was writing a script. It's not as interesting. It's not like – like you could give it a, a – you could give sh- – the player character Shepard a chance to like comfort her through something like that and create more closeness. And they kind of decided to just not do that, which just seems like a really odd decision on the part of the writer's room. And this is one of the things where I get confused with their setup for the Asari because they so often meld and work with other species they understand that life does pass and those shorter lived species humans you know the krogans the um oh boy the salarians i was like Mm -hmm. super short-lived ones the salarians yeah um all go by in a flash for asari to be honest i mean like she didn't reach adulthood technically until like when most humans would have died already Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is crazy so you can kind of see how they are accustomed to life passing but i feel like for somebody that they expect to be around so much longer and like somebody so close to them they would still mourn yeah you would feel like it would hit a little harder yeah, and I'm pretty sure, like, Liara was more upset when she thought you were dead at the end of this game than... Yeah. Yeah. 
her mother who raised her that she saw die in front right. of her. Whereas you that she probably knew for what, like maybe six or eight months. Yeah. Like in yeah. the scheme of things. Yeah. And I mean, technically we're, we're romancing her in this instance. So, you know, that. Right. But it's like. But still, even if you're just bros with Liara, when you run into her in two, it like, it seems like it had just a really big effect on her. Oh, yeah. Not to spoil yeah. two, but a really big effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll spoil the hell out of it when we get to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and there's really not much left to the entire romance period after that. Like, you chat with her a little bit, but there's no, like, big scenes until um, right after Joker you. Joker cock blocks you. When Joker cock blocks you. And I have <laughs> yeah. in my notes, fuck off joker um, <laughs> every yeah time. like yeah. it's every funny time. when you go through every single one of these and every single one has a scene where you almost kiss yeah. in the locker bay and joker comes on the line do 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 cock block alert you are needed <laughs> in this specific area right yeah. <laughs> yeah and i think for some reason liara's hit me a little harder because i'm not sure what it was it just seemed like they got a little closer to almost kissing than with cadence or ashley's mm-hmm. um and i was just more pissed at joker and liara's than i think i was in cadence or ashley's i feel like because she's so re- reserved yeah maybe that's it because like the other ones like you're flirting with but with her it's like more like you're trying to establish a connection yeah well yeah of, i mean like, because she she literally turns down the idea of Boinkin because yeah. she's she wants to take things very, very seriously. And um, yeah. So that probably is a pretty good viewpoint. Yeah. And then after, because that scene always happens after the council decides to be dickwads. Yeah. Um, and then when you're actually on your way to Elios, um, I'm pretty sure, to actually have the fight with Saren <laughs> um, and do all of that fun stuff, you finally get the romantic, like, climax scene uh, uh, <laughs> for, uh, for Liara, because... You just had to say climax. <laughs> you just had to say climax. Yeah, of course. Well, in Mass Effect especially, they for some reason end the romance when you finally have sex yeah <laughs> so it's like it's so annoying it is that's yeah. it <laughs> no denouement just yeah boom wham bam thank you ma'am i'm gonna lean awkwardly on the desk and stare at you while you're sleeping oh uh, yes. so awkward <laughs> because this romance scene is like every single other one they're talking the entire time about how they don't want to do this because everything's so fraught and important things are going on but then they're like well we might die tomorrow so actually we should have sex yeah let's do it for every romance yeah and with liara it's the same and you i do like that you check in you're like i mean you said you wanted to wait you know are you sure this is what you want and she's very emphatic with yes there's nothing else what i want want. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but safe to say, for the actual <laughs> sex scene, I did appreciate the way that they made the light glow off of her blue skin, <laughs> which was way different like than the other two. Like they really amped up the fact that this is an alien. That you're in, ca- in case you forgot, she's right. an alien. She's very blue, <laughs> super I, blue alien. I yeah. felt like this is the beginnings of the Dragon Age origins. Uh, position change awkwardness. Yeah, oh, they absolutely do that in this scene. Like, yeah, you know. 
(laughs) (laughs) They change positions like 27 times before they go back into like the, I think it's Leonard crawls up Shep. And then yeah. they flip with the at slow some point. pan over her slow ass. Slow pan over her ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's blue now. So. Yeah. So Alien. <laughs> right. And then, of so. course, she sits up and wakes up. And apparently Shep is just sitting there staring, staring at her. And the worst thing is the music is so creepy. <laughs> so like, creepy. <laughs> maybe when they were designing it, they were like, you know, we're about to enter like a tense battle. So we can't have like lovey-dovey music. It'll right. be too harsh of a change. But I'm sorry. It looks like a horror movie. Yes. The way that you did it. <laughs> well, and then you get Shep and you get, yeah, you get Joker going like, oh, we're arriving in like five seconds. And you're just like, more minor chords, more yeah. minor chords. I'm ready, like, Liara. You're naked. You might wanna. You might wanna. Yeah. Also, this is. Okay, I we're was gonna just fight. about to say. I was just about to say, as like a commander that's about to go off into battle, you don't wake them up to start getting ready the same time as you. Like you just get fully dressed. Do you feel like she needs to get dressed alone in case you die? I Your money's on it. the dresser, Liara. See you in battle. Oh, like no. what? <laughs> that's exactly what it is oh, oh my it's god so awkward <laughs> oh man it is it like every single time we do one of these scenes have for this mass effect gain i am just like what are you doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the first yeah. one they sort of broke the ground in like interactable player romance where you get to bone somebody mm-hmm. but the way that they did this was just God. You know, I mean, you got to think, what, favorite. this is what, 2007? Yeah. That's like 13 years ago. 13 years ago. There, I mean, I was still in college. Yeah. Uh, high school. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> this would have been like junior, well, senior year. When? Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, wait, when did it come out? Uh, hang on. November? I have that in my notes. I think that's senior year. <sighs> Uh, November 2007. So, yeah, that yes. would have been senior year at least. It was senior year. Oh, God, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel so, I feel so old today. <laughs> With the uh, heat and the lifting heavy manhole covers today. Like, man, <laughs> using the sledgehammer, like, being all tough looking. It took a lot badass. out of me today. <laughs> it's hard to be badass. I mean, yeah, Shepard feels that way. It's very hard to right. be badass. Like it is. I had to have my Gatorade instead of a beer. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get those electrolytes. Yep. (laughs) Otherwise, I'm just not gonna sleep well. (laughs) Yeah. No shit. (laughs) Been there. Been there. Oh man. Oh. Um, So good. So I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) Not much better myself. Um, We're all good. Just going into Liara's romance, like sex scene the boink moment i don't feel like you as shepherd have a very deep connection with her like you just don't get into you don't talk about stuff like right you don't like you never really talk about what she wants out of the future shepherd right. doesn't tell her what shep wants out of the future right. like they like, don't even talk about like what your favorite color is right. what's I mean, but they don't meal. talk about family really because benezia being yeah. whatever and right then, it's crazy because of how much more in depth you go with Caden and Ashley. Right. Compared to her. And yeah. 
we're also, you know, in 2020 at this point, and we've had all of these other games to play that they've put out where there's so much more depth. Mm-hmm. Like even comparing it to DA Origins, Dragon Age Origins, it's night and day right. in terms of romance. But like we have all this experience and to go back and look at these, it's like, oh man. Yeah. I'm really glad that you started here, but it was definitely at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> there there wasn't like I didn't feel engaged, I feel like, with yeah. Liara. I did not get I any was, connection to her. Yeah. Yeah, there there needed to be more like what was her favorite pizza? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was looking and like listening and trying to find out even like best quotes. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't even think of any best quotes. Like nothing Same. really grabs you. Like we were talking about this a little bit. Like she is the vo- most vanilla of the well, romances despite like being whip smart. So she should yeah. at least be a little bit witty, but like yeah. she's not. Yeah. She doesn't flirt. And I think that just comes from being awkward and spending 50 years away from everyone. But yeah. like even being I was awkward her to put her foot in her mouth more. Yes. Right. Like I tend to be really awkward with people, so I just keep yeah. talking until I dig myself a hole. Yeah. But like that can be cute, right? Like within a romance. Right. Like that's yeah. cute. And she doesn't do that either. She's- yeah, like I managed to get married with this level of awkward. So <laughs> there's hope for you. Yeah, if that's exactly. what you want to do. Like um See, I, I think know. part of it is like when I was doing my general viewpoint of her romance, I was like, she's, you know, cute, she's shy, she's awkward. Um, she's very honest and like truthful and forthright. Like the fact that she didn't have much going personality wise because they never went full tilt into mm-hmm. anything. Like they didn't make anything like a strong attribute besides her hyper focus on Prothean technology, which mm-hmm. I did like. I liked having like such a focus that she found very important and was willing to like talk about a lot like right you kind of go into it thinking well she probably likes me so that she can study me right because i've been touched by <laughs> technology which is kind of true let's right. be honest like right. the mind melds that she did with you were to see the Prothean visions that you receive throughout well that's something you can say to her too like as mm-hmm. femshep or shep whatever femshep yeah. uh you can <laughs> say like you're yeah. <laughs> uh, you're just interested in me because of the Prothean technology in my brain and she literally says she's like oh, i mean that's that's where it started but like i've grown to appreciate you and like you and you're like, like, have you? Because you know nothing about <laughs> me. We haven't talked. Like, <laughs> That's always my thing. It's like, why? Yeah. Like, playing through the actual game as an active player, if you bring her on your missions a lot, she's at least getting to see your personality and your decisions yeah. there. So in watching it, you kind of see the weak points without that sort of propping up the time spent, Mm -hmm. especially since Mass Effect doesn't have a lot of banter. Mm -hmm. So you have like some comments made, but it's nothing like really extensive or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just feels like there's something missing. There's something missing. Probably conversation. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Probably a conversation about anything that's not very plot specific. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so I guess, I mean, do we want to go ahead into our fuck rating or do we have other things to discuss before we go there? I Was there any favorite moments that them. you guys had? Like any favorite moments? Uh, uh, me neither. Okay. It was so <laughs> yeah. like, 
bl- it was almost bland. I mean, yeah, I just meh. when Joker interrupts you, it's hilarious. That's yeah. yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I, I feel so justified now by my fuck reading. <laughs> <laughs> Do, would you like to kick us off? Uh, yeah. Let's... All right. Insert fuck haiku here. Yeah. Hey guys. So, um, my Jordan approved fuck grading for the Liara Sony, sorry, Dr. Liara Sony romance is two out of five. Ooh, hard. <laughs> I know. It's rough. I gave her bonus points for having like a full character. Like she has purpose to the plot outside of your romance. Like, she brings you information on Protheans. She's very integral there. She brings you information and help with Venezia, very integral there. So I feel like her character existed in the plot outside of just your romance with her. But there weren't really flirting interactions, so that kind of got knocked out. There was really a get-together, so that got knocked out. <laughs> and I did give an approval for the pre-ending cutscene, a.k.a. basically the sex scene. If only because they really leaned into the fact that she was an alien. So I think they deserve some bonus points there, even though I think overall the like intimate climax scenes with these characters <laughs> have not been good overall. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, two out of five is harsh. Um, I know. I felt so bad after we started talking about how bland (laughs) it really came through. I was like, okay, I feel better. (laughs) So I am going to give Liara's romance a rating of a half-baked, unsalted potato. (laughs) You thought mine was harsh? (laughs) (laughs) Damn. It's It's flavorless. It's not all the way there. At least fully bake the potato. Oh my! I don't know. I'll, okay, fine. It's it's like <laughs> it's like that to. scene and everything is illuminated when uh, they find out that Elijah Wood's character is vegetarian, so they just give him a potato on a plate. It's like a boiled potato, and there's nothing to it. And then it falls on the floor, and then uh, the grandpa cuts the potato in, in chunks after like wiping it down, and then they eat floor potato. <laughs> think that's perfect i completely I have, agree with that rating i have no idea what you're talking about i will lend you the film it's everything good. is illuminated okay very depressing though like trigger warning on the end you will cry be ready oh. dude i cry I, I cried at avengers okay okay i mean so did i but that was uh was it Age of Ultron? Because Age of Ultron, I actually had somebody confront me after the movie and yell at me and saying that I ruined her movie because I cried. Oh, screw her. No, mine was when all the badass ladies showed up and I d- it was like really nice seeing them all on there. The oh, oh yeah, girl. There was, was tons of, like, there was tons of tears when that happened. It. Yeah. I was like, mm, yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah. uh, everything oh, yeah. is illuminated potato scene is okay. my, uh, my rating for this. Uh, <laughs> On a scale from a sorry exotic dancer to a sorry commando, I'm going to give her a matriarch Benezia's cleavage. (laughs) 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 She's well developed, but you're not exactly sure how it stays together as a relationship. Oh, Sarah. <laughs> That's the best metaphor I've ever heard in my entire life. 
<laughs> I think I'm so good. Oh my god, so I good. thought my potato thing was good. <laughs> You're a genius. Oh damn. <laughs> I'm so appreciative. Like, I'm almost descending to another plane of existence. Oh my god, I'm crying. There are tears coming out of my eyes. Oh my god, everything hurts. Oh my god. On that note, thank you, <laughs> listeners, for joining us for this episode. Thanks about for joining us. <laughs> the Mass Effect 1 romance with Liara Tassoni. <laughs> uh, I guess we've officially wrapped up Mass Effect 1, so that's yeah. good news. Yeah. Uh, next Which, time thank around, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> next time around, we're going to uh, take a step back to Dragon Age Origins, and mm-hmm. we're going to talk about Morrigan. Who is Tawny's favorite character? Oh God, no, she's not. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have some problems. We're gonna have some issues. <laughs> we're gonna have some conversation. Yes, we will do that. Um, oh Jesus, yeah, um, I'm off track now because of how good that was. Uh, let's talk about our other projects. <clears throat> um. Oh boy, all three of us are main cast members of the Theater of the Mind Players, yep. um, where we play lots of different tabletop role-playing games, uh, usually for five sessions, and then we do one-shots scattered betwixt, um, and we're currently playing through Things from the Flood from Free League slash Free Elegan. Uh, it's a blast. We play 90s teens in Sweden. Uh, there's lots of feelings. <laughs> oh, lots of feelings. And you already time. know we like feelings. We so. like feelings. Yeah, we like feelings. <laughs> um, I have another podcast called The Not So Bigfoot Thing, uh, where you can follow a backpacking trip that I took. And uh, Sarah's got some shows. Yeah, um, I am part of Plot Points, which is now two-time Emmy nominated. And by the time this episode released, we'll know if I won or not. Two-time Emmy nominated. Two times. <laughs> oh God, I'm so excited! If we win this year, I'm going to be insufferable. By the way, yeah, <laughs> great, great. Like, <laughs> I will gladly suffer. I will gladly suffer. Insufferable. It's actually, just, if yeah. I need to, I'll add a little a little blurb on the end, letting people know whether or not you won. If it yeah. if the results have come out by well, the yeah. time we release the episode. Oh well, I'll know on Saturday. Oh, okay. Well, tell like, me on Saturday because they, they, annou- they announced it on, on Sunday. Okay, yeah, I'll tell you. You can put it in a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the note narration voice Sarah was insufferable <laughs> yep. um, Sarah was not in fact insufferable yeah so we'll we'll figure either way the people who are nominated this year are phenomenal podcasts so it's and it is it's just great to be nominated because it's super cool. Um, and I am also part of Encounter Party, which is a Ravnica D&D campaign, uh, which is really fun. I play fan favorite, Vicar or Droon. Yeah. She's a cool minotaur. Um, so that's pretty fun. Look that up. Listen. Love it. Yeah. Like it. Do what you can. Just like you should like and subscribe and comment and review and recommend our podcast to your friends and family (laughs) do it follow us in all the places insta twitter facebook 
<laughs> pod chaser, etc. If y'all know Freddie Prince Jr., tell him he needs to be on our show. Hell Freddie yeah. Prince Jr., please come on our show. Yeah. We know Matt Lillard. We do. Like, him and I are bros. He uh, motorboated me with an alien. He did that to me, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> We've got I was a- next to them as he did that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. It happens. <laughs> I had a very dramatic death scene. It was, it was a good great. time. Good so time that. Yeah, it was super fun. But, yeah. Uh, Prince Prince Jr. Come on, hit us up. Uh, Consent is sexy. Oh, it's super hot. (laughs) There's another thing we normally say right now. Our names. See you next time. I'm Jordan Fishford. I'm Tawny P. Thompson. And I'm Sarah Babe. (laughs) And we're a mess. (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving that in.